Welcome back, everybody. Take a break for Steven. Mr. Steven Schiffer. I feel like I'm watching the movie Twins with uh, Schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah. and DeVito. And I'm but obviously the Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're the Danny uh, DeVito. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. a dark hair. By, by the way, uh, the, the Arnold documentary touches on it a little bit. It's very funny. I heard. I heard. He t- he, he's, he, what, what a 180 that guy's done in like, you know, in like 20 years, he's gone from like almost like a joke being the governor like people didn't really respect him and it was like funny and like people like he's really heartfelt and like helps out helps out a lot of people like yeah good for him yeah yeah the american dream right <laughs> yeah 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 no he it, it's a great documentary if you have a chance to watch it uh all right alex uh my voice is a little funny today i have a cold from my nephew's bar mitzvah but we'll get through it all right what do we got today Let's do it uh we're going spider people we're doing spider people and uh a, a beetle people so but bug day we're doing bug day um, we're going to talk a little Spider-Girl, the Anya Corazon. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk Spider-Woman, Julie Carpenter, Spider-Woman, uh, Mary Parker, who is, I don't know if people know who that character is, uh, and then Carapax, the indestructible man. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right, Alex. So uh, what do we got first on tap? Spider-Girl, Anya Corazon. I think I'm saying that right. Corazon. I'm terrible yeah. with, with, with non-English names. Got it. So, so, um, so Marvel has updated the release schedule of all the films. Mm-hmm. Uh, some stuff has been pushed. Some stuff is still in line. Um, I'm not sure how the Sony stuff has been affected. I'm not a hundred percent sure that it has. Um, but you're starting to see some of these characters announced and the actors that are playing them uh, in the film. So it's starting to pick up a little heat on some of the stuff. I think um, the Spider Verse film really showed how you can use a lot of these different characters that you may not have really been thinking about top of mind, but actually have these great sort of histories to them, right? Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man India. Yep. Right? I mean, that was fantastic how they, yeah. uh, you know, they stitched that in. So I think people feel much more confident now in some of these uh, in some of these other uh, stories. So talk to us a little bit about Anya um, and, and, you know, what, what the origin of this uh, character is. Yeah, um, this was an. It's an actually. It's an older character. Um, it, she's been around for a little while, um, but you know, you know, almost twenty years, almost. Um, but That's this crazy. character is a spider character. We see her. We see her in the Amazing Fantasy when they relaunched it. Um, she was, you know, a teen, and she got caught between kind of like a, a warring gang. And when she got hurt, one of the one of the gang members, um, you know, kind of. Puts it puts a tattoo on her and gives her gives her spider powers, so she becomes a spider person. Um, and she's been around for a while; like she pops in and out. And you know, she's now she's now a um, she's a you know, spider girl. She was a spider woman, like in her costumes changing everything. You know, she's growing up in the comics. Um, but you know, this is just one of those things where they were you know they were trying to to give us more spider people early on and also kind of give it more of an American feel with kind of, you know, there's different, there's different cultural backgrounds, especially in New York city. And, you know, she's a girl from Brooklyn. Um, and you know, it's just a character that's been around for a while. Right. So she's going to be in the Madam web film, mm-hmm. uh, played by Isabella Merced. Uh, the first, uh, appearance is amazing fantasy. Number one, uh, August of 2004, uh, there's actually 86198, so it's a big pop book. It's about $150 because of that. Uh, first appearance of Anya Carazon, uh, Fiona Avery Story, Mark Brooks, and Jamie Mendoza cover and art. 
Ooh, early uh, then there's amazing, yeah. Then there's amazing fantasy number not number two, uh, from uh, September of 2004, 11 9.8. That's also about $150. Uh, the direct editions have a Nickelodeon magazine sub uh, insert included, a Fiona Avery story, Mark Brooks, and Jamie Mendoza art with a Mark Brooks cover. Then you have her first solo series, uh, Aranya, the Heart of the Spider, number one, March of 2005. Uh, there's 137 9.8. That's about $125. Uh, Fiona Avery story, Roger Cruz and Victor Olazaba art with Mark Brooks cover again. And then there's a Joe Casada limited edition cover, uh, 49, 9.8. That's about a hundred dollars. So that's an interesting one. And I think you saw a big pop with the, uh, Spider-Man yeah. stuff after Spider-Verse. So I think you're going to see a lot of this stuff, uh, hit again. All yeah. right. What do we got next, Alex? Continuing the, the spider people's, uh, Spider-Woman, the second Spider-Woman, Julia Carpenter. Right. Played by Sydney Sweeney in, yep. in the, in the film, uh, very famous actress, uh, you know, they're, they're getting some big names to play these roles. So talk a little bit about this uh, particular character. Yeah, so this is the sp- second Spider-Woman. We see her in uh, Secret Wars um, with the with a, that cool black costume, just like just like we see with the Venom costume. Um, but she has uh, spider powers. Um, I think she she's the second Spider-Woman. Um, you know, she she was she was like in a um, in kind of like a like a like a training facility like it was an athletic study uh to kind of see what she was you know who could be like a good athlete and she she got submitted she got in and then they accidentally injected her with spider villain venom and and other stuff that gave her power similar to spider-man um she's been around forever she was in secret wars she was in freedom she freedom first avengers she's just kind of been all over the place uh secret agent um you know a lot, a lot of government stuff with her. Um, and again, same. She, we've seen her for a very long time. She's dipped in and out of the comics. And, you know, here we go. Now she's going to be live action. Yeah, live action. Marvel Superhero Secret Wars number seven, November of 84. They did print a lot of those books. That was the big uh, series back in the day. Uh, 732, 9.8, 1, 9.9. That's about a $275 book in 9.8. First appearance of the new Spider-Woman, Julia Carpenter, Jim Shooter Story. Mike Zek and John Beatty art, Bob Layton cover. All right. Classic. Alex's pick of the week. What do you got for us? Is it t-shirts, Alex? Is it black uh, t-shirts? I'm, what do you got for my, I'm repping my my buddy's store, anyone comics. Okay. Uh, no, uh, I want to talk about, we were talking about Wizards the last couple of times, and I want to kind of just touch on it a little bit more. Sure. Um, I remember we the Wizards did a lot of the Wizard halves, and uh, and a few of them were mail-aways. I, were they all mail-aways? They were they're all mail aways or some of them came in the poly bags. Yeah, I don't know if they were all mail aways, but certainly at the beginning they were. It was craziness. We used to have to like shut down the company for like a week and then go like, through the yeah. Go, did you did yeah. you print those per order or did you do a print order and and then um no, we had what we had to do was we had to place an order with Marvel and DC months in advance because they had to be printed. Right. And uh whatever we sold out, we just sold out. Um we used to try to print enough. I mean, back then, the running costs on comic books, when you the kind of quantities they were printing was probably 25 cents, 35 cents. So it wasn't like this crazy uh, amount that we had to, you know, even if you printed 40,000, 50,000 copies, yeah. it wouldn't be enough. And believe it or not, some of the books did have print runs like that. Um, I do remember the most popular ones were like the Max. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, somehow some leaked out into the marketplace where we did some color variants. We did some test variants uh, with some different colors. They sell for a lot of money today. I wish I had them. I don't. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a really crazy back in the day. Uh, there was a feeding frenzy on some of those. I think some of them are worth a lot of money today. Not a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Sure. A few of you, a few of them are, you know, some of the, like the Gen 13, what came with a binder. That one, that one's like hard to find a nice shape. You know, there's the, uh, it, it's funny because a lot of people nowadays don't realize about mail-ins. Like you would just go online and like nowadays you do that. It would be a link online and you buy it, you buy it, whatever. But like you had to like tear it out. You had to put a check in. You had to mail it. You had to, hopefully it got there, you know, and, and all that stuff uh, before a certain time. Cause then it was a cutoff. Um, what was the difference between like, I know some of them had like gold foils and some of them were just regular. Where did the, where did the yeah, foils come from? Typically what we would do with the gold foils or the other ones is those are retailer variants. Uh, We would give them out either at the diamond summits. We'd mail them to the retailers uh, because the the retailers uh, would get kind of upset at times that Marvel and DC were offering the books uh, to customers and they couldn't carry them. That was kind of like a big thing back in the day. The retailers be like, hey, how come we can't sell these books? You know, that's not right. It's not fair. So we used to do gold versions. I think we gave them away to the retailers. Uh, Yeah, they certainly weren't or diamond summits or maybe some of them were show exclusives and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, I'm trying to think if we pulped any of them. I don't I don't recall. I mean, I know we definitely pulped some stuff at Wizard World later Mm -hmm. on when we were doing some of the some of the Comic-Con box stuff. There's definitely some that that were pulped then. but uh, oh my god, it was crazy back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> offices filled with envelopes and and checks floating all over the place. Wacky, wacky. That's crazy. Board, yeah, so like boardrooms turned into mail rooms, and there's just like everybody's just opening envelopes. Like I mean, there right. was just there was just envelopes, <laughs> tens of thousands. Of the craziest thing were the scavenger hunts. We could talk about that next oh, week. Oh yeah, let's do, that. Let's do uh, that. We'll get we'll talk about the scavenger hunts next week. That was insanity, insanity. <laughs> okay, all right. Crazy. What do we got next, Alex? Uh, a little known character people might not know of is Mary Parker. Right. Played by Emma Roberts. Interesting. In, Very in interesting. The Web. So talk to me about Mary Parker. This, this issue is already very popular because of Venom and Carnage, but talk yeah. to us about Mary Parker. Yeah. Mary Parker, who is Spider-Man's mom who, you know, died a very long time ago. And then not until the, I think the late nineties, uh, was turned into a super spy with her husband. And so <laughs> Spider-Man's parents, our super spies and also retroactively there he has a daughter you know they had, they had a daughter and uh peter parker had a sister um but yeah it's peter parker's mom like this is this is an interesting thing because again we're, we're gonna are, are we gonna see spider-man in the in the madam web they're using everybody but spider-man himself and i don't think that there's even a slight rumor that tom holland's gonna be in it no. playing spider-man or anything no. so very no. interesting to see like peter parker's mom no spider-man Right. So this was back in the day when they were printing a lot of copies of Spider-Man, by the way. Uh, This was probably the number one selling title back then. Amazing Spider-Man 363, June of 92. I remember when these books were coming out month after month. It was insanity. Uh, 3,204, 9.8, 199, and even 110. Uh, Those are about $125. Very high pops. Very high. CGC is not even noting yet that it's Mary Parker's first appearance. Uh, Carnage, Venom, Human Torch, and Mr. Fantastic Appearances, David McElhaney's story, Mark Bagley, and Randy Emberlin. Cover and art. All right, what are we closing with today, Alex? Uh, another uh, the the another bug uh, character, Carapax, the indestructible man. Correct. Going to be in the Blue Beetle film. Yes, played by Raúl Max Trujillo. Uh, for that. Talk, 
yeah, talk to us. You know, that film has sort of flown under the radar. No one's really very been talking so. about it. Very much so. So, it, so talk to us about Carapax and, and who this character is. Is it a villain? Is it a self, fellow superhero? Who is Carapax? Yeah, Carapax is actually a villain. Um, and it kind of, the character kind of goes into the deep history of Blue Beetle. Um, Dan Garrett, who was the original Golden Age Blue Beetle, um, dies on, on Pogo Island uh, where... Ted Cord finds the scarab and becomes the second blue beetle. The scarab doesn't do anything for him. Um, and then uh, Jaime Reyes becomes the third blue beetle. And that's what the movie's about. The movie's about Jaime. Um, but, but uh, Conrad Carapax, you know, was a, was an, was an archeologist, just like Dan Garrett. They was, they were rivals. He went to Pago, Pago Island to, to find out like why Dan Garrett was like better than him. Um, and then there he discovered like a laboratory from Jarvis Cord, which is the uncle of Ted Cord, who was also like a scientist and an inventor. He finds a suit of armor. He gets in it. He becomes a villain. He dies in the armor, but then his his kind of like essence gets absorbed by the armor. And so he is now a living machine. And uh, yeah, that's it. I, I don't see how they're going to get into the lore of the original character in the Jaime Reyes movie. Right. Uh, I'm hoping to see Blue, uh, Ted Cord Blue Beetle, but. I don't, I'm not, I'm not betting on it. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So the first appearance of Carapax is Blue Beetle number one from June of 86. There are 85, 9.8. It's about a $225 book today. Uh, first appearance of Fire Fist, Len Wayne's story, Paris Collins and Bruce Patterson cover and art. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments, please leave them in the field below. Otherwise, we'll see you all next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Thank you.